Hello, listeners! Welcome to episode 30 of the ASI Podcast, season 6. That's right, we're on season 6 of this here of this here podcast. It's like season 7 is where, you know, if you watch TV shows, that's where everything just goes downhill. So, sticking with season 6 being the last season of this here podcast. I uh, wanted to put up some content, man. Uh, anyway, wait, hold on. We got to do the music. <laughs> Sorry, getting ahead of myself. I've been counting all my steps All my no's just turned to yes Silently I must confess My troubled history This washed away all my sins Starting over once again This is where it all begins It's right in front of me Yes, Footsteps. Love that song. That could be the uh, season six bumper music for the rest of the season. Limited resources over here. So, but that's, I love that song, man. It gets my, uh, it gets my motivations up. It gets my positivity, not just positivity, but this idea that life is like an adventure, that there's footsteps to be taken. All right. Getting higher or going higher. Um, that's what I'm after without the, uh, you know, intoxicants <laughs> as as it was. Uh, so I wanted to do some shows. I'm titling this episode um, FAP to NoFAP and reading some. I've been interacting with some folks on NoFAP. Because I wanted to get back into, you know, as someone who isn't struggling like I was, it's good to get in there and read, commune, and interact with some of the folks still struggling and suffering because I've been there. If you don't know what NoFap is, NoFap is a subreddit on the website Reddit, which if you don't know what Reddit is, it's a huge message board. It's been around forever. And the app, the the phone app for it is, is got a lot better. I was using Bacon Reader <laughs> to access NoFap for a long time. It's an app called Bacon Reader. And I'm like, it has bacon in the title. Like it's gotta be good. <laughs> it, uh, the techno so, so it makes it made reddit like mobile but now reddit has their own app and it's awesome so I, but the funny thing is i i forgot my password and i was too lazy or whatever to get into the computer and try and figure out my old password so on nofap christians i'm russell asi and on nofap regular i am russ dash shaw those are my usernames on reddit Simply because, you know, I'm using two different apps still. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just, this is the way my wor- my world works at this point in my life. I'm sticking with, uh, sticking with that. I can only use so much brain energy for things that require me to do IT work for a device I carry around in my pocket. 
you know. But yeah, two uh, Reddit IDs or not, I'm excited about getting into this because it's really about recovery. Question is, recovery from what? Just give me a sign, you're just a subtle little glimmer Some suggestion that you'd have me if I could only make me better Then I would stand a little stronger as I walk a little taller all the time Because I know you are a cynic, but I think I can convince you Yeah, cause broken people can get better if they really want to Or at least that's what I have to tell myself if I am hoping to There's a Spotify playlist called ASI Podcast Bumps. If you like the music, if you like the bands, click the follow button on, on Spotify there, and they'll give you notifications uh, when the band is either coming to your town or releases some merch or vinyl. It's pretty cool. So it's how I keep my nose clean with the recording industry, <laughs> by playing these promo bumpers, they're called, in talk radio. ASI247.org is the website for this here podcast. If you go to the website, ASI247.org, you will see vintage web design, all right? It's like the vinyl <laughs> of web design over there at the uh, the ASI homepage. Uh, and there's classic stuff. Like, this has been around for almost 14 years. It'll be 14 years old in November, uh, the ASI podcast. So on there, you will see a link to ASI's sponsor, uh, betterhelp.com. Also, there's a link on ASI247.org. BetterHelp is a way to get you hooked up with a counselor or a therapist, all right? It's redeeming hookup culture <laughs> with a therapist, all right? No, you don't hook up with a therapist, all right? It, you're, it's different. It's not, right? Okay, so anyway, it's a way to get in contact with someone who can help with, uh, with something like intimacy disorder. A therapist can help you with something like intimacy disorder, all right? And... A lot of us, the reason we have it is because we're so close to ourselves that we can't see the narrative of our own story and our own relationships and how our life affects them. That's what a good therapist does, is they help be like a narrator, you know, in your story. If it was a movie, right? Like Lemony Snicket. Uh, no, that's probably a bad example, but you get what I'm saying, right? That's that's what's good about therapists. Because I'm telling you, if you've tried the 90-day challenge on NoFap and that hasn't worked, um, there's probably something deeper going on, all right? There is something deeper going on, and it's pointing you towards healing. And that's the good news. And shedding intimacy disorder is the theme of this season. The fact that I was almost suicidal 
because of my actions. I came very close to suicide, depression, um, anxiety, and PTSD are, are in my story. The severity of my addiction and stuckness is one of the reasons why season six exists, right? There's a lot of psychology out there that's saying stop calling it sex addiction, start calling it intimacy disorder. Um, I still use sex addiction. I think it's a good way to describe a compulsive behavior that tends to feel like it's controlling us rather than us controlling it. But again, the roots, intimacy disorder. Um, as a theist, uh, I, I appreciate you guys who listen who aren't Christians. Um, I come like this this thing, this podcast comes from uh, a Christian perspective, but just because that's part of my story. That's how I grew up. That's what I understood when it came to meaning and purpose and morality. See, I'm not a universalist, but I do believe in love being universal, that kindness is universal. There's not a different kind of kindness for another culture, treating others as we would want to be treated. This is why I wanted to read a post from both NoFap and NoFap Christians. I've done some of these in the past, but maybe jumping in and out. also wanted to let all of you know I am working on another sexual needs show. It's about halfway done. It's titled Penetration. Again, it's like a chapter of an audiobook, all right? So it's taken a lot of thought and study, and, and so that's coming soon. Um, but until that's up, this. And now this. Fap to no fap series as I work on the, uh, the rough draft. Sexual needs, penetration, coming soon. Uh, but, but that's part of the, you know... Some of why I don't post a lot of content lately is it's just a lot of work, right? And this is sort of a practice for me to just get in there and, and put some content up and getting back into the habit of being a content creator, as it were, all right? I also wanted to say, yes, in the Sexual Needs Fantasies show, there was an edit. I actually edited it twice after I already put it up, Um for the sake of transparency and not faking. There's something I value very much. I'm telling you this. One of the reasons why is my wife heard it and was really hurt. She hasn't listened to a lot of these shows. She chose to listen to that one. Um, it spawned on some healthy conversation. But I did end up editing some uh, based on our conversation. And, and yeah, a fight even about it and, and that's where you know this content this work it's still heavy it's still weighty not just talking about sexuality but sexual dysfunction and everything that comes with seeing actual transformation and healing from this um, our own stories we are both uh, childhood sexual abuse survivors we still both have our trust issues. We still both have our insecurities around being naked on an emotional level with one another. Still, yeah. This stuff goes deep. 
my wife, for example, having to relive my past actions, you know, over a decade ago. ASI is not me. It's a creative work that I did as an extension of myself. Something I've I've worked to have to learn. That's funny how your identity gets attached to some of the things we do. I know it's helped people. And I'm humbled and honored by all of your kind words, emails, and responses over the years. But I'll be honest, I look forward to ending this work. But I still feel like there's work to be done before I close this ASI as a body of work. Because a lot of the research out there says that there's just as much sexual dysfunction in the church as there is in the secular world, okay? There just tends to be different language for it. Um, and as far as Scripture, the Bible, there's, there's an argument for interpretation. The subjective reality of relationships and valuing that, valuing those eye-to-eye having the courage to be vulnerable, letting people in, not lying about ourselves all the time, loving actions, kind words. In the New Testament, what is taught has more to do with that, right? With connections, with intimacy, than it does just straight-up morality. The most moral people in the New Testament, the scribes and Pharisees, are very much depicted as the villains of the story. Um, Matthew 23 is an all-out rant from Jesus on organized, institutional, systematic uh, empire, religion. Uh, Recently, I was uh, accused someone, well-meaning, I'm sure, sent me a thing about uh, progressive Christianity, right? Like, Russ is a progressive. Um, And the article is how progressive Christianity can lead to to disbelief. And my my reaction is disbelief in what? You know? Because there's some things you're going to have to tear down if you want to heal. That's just true. The way that we believe, we value other people, how we love our neighbor, you know, the golden rule, these things, they should be front and center. They're not. They're not. Projecting has become a big part of pop Christianity today is trying to nail down this vague idea of what sin means. The Apostle Paul says, well, he says, you know, yes, everything's lawful for you. You're forgiven, right? But that's one one way of interpreting it. Um, But 
not everything's good for you. Not everything is healthy. Not everything is helpful. Not everything is good for your brothers and sisters. So this is a new, in the New Testament, 2,000 years old, the new approach um, to theology and understanding the creator of the universe who is love, according to the scriptures. That's kind of my belief in a nutshell, right, when it comes to this stuff. Um, and listen, when I say that, I'm not saying I'm teaching some new thing, all right? That's, this is, again, this is my story. This is how I understand uh, theology, and this is part of my relationship with, with creator, with the mystery, with the universe, all right? That's what my atheist friends call God by the way. <laughs> I don't believe in God, but the universe is, you know, doing this and that. I was like, okay. And again, I'm not saying we believe the same thing, but I'm saying that that is part of approaching that mystery, isn't it? You know, if you believe in evolution, for example, and I do, all right? Like I'm not I'm not hook line and sinker. Like in the scientific world, there's this thing called irreducible complexity. It's a mathematical thing that applies to uh, evolution. So, you know, there's people that there's a lot of theories out there. All right. Like no one's got the answers. Same with theology. You know, there's over 33,000 denominations of Christianity, for example. No one's agreeing on this stuff. Um, But my point is the mystery that's out there. I think that's really what Bill W. was working to plug people into, understanding and seeking that out and being curious about that. So yeah, in these episodes, I wanted to read one post from uh, NoFap and one post from NoFap Christians. I find it fascinating that NoFap was started by an atheist uh, Google programmer named Alexander um, that is really interesting to me. Like I have my, um, some of my atheist friends, like if you could just get rid of the Christian guilt and not be so hung up on sex, then you wouldn't be so obsessed with it, Russ. No, the creator of NoFap is not a believer. All right. He's uh, an atheist. NoFap was started by a guy who was sick of this behavior controlling him. Right. And sick of it, sucking out his energy, um, sick of it jacking with his ability to have relationships. Um, I don't know, but just the reason, the reason, the fact that it was started by a non-believer, I, I find really interesting. It wasn't about Christian guilt or religious guilt. It was about living a fuller life for him. And the subreddit uh, NoFap Christians just hit 20,000 members. Uh, NoFap has over 400,000 followers or or people that joined the subreddit um, NoFap. uh, Yeah, approaching half a million. So next you may be asking yourself, fapping, what, what does it mean? Where does that word come from, Russ? I'm glad you asked. Here's a little uh, audio clip from a YouTube video made by uh, a Fapstronaut, they're called. For those of you unaware of the definition of the word, to put it bluntly, it means masturbation. The word originates from its usage in Japanese comics, more commonly known as manga, where it is used as a way to portray the sound of a male masturbating. The earliest usage of the word online came from a webcomic titled Video Girl Echi published in April of 1999. 
In the comic, the main character decides to grab his, uh, you get the point. The usage of the word online continued to slowly spread in the coming years. That was from YouTuber behind the meme, by the way. Um, so, no fap. And the idea around it isn't so much moral, but breaking a bad habit. That's the 90-day rule. And there's some evidence in the scientific method that says, yeah, man, if you can stop the behavior for 90 days, odds are you can break the habit and be free of PMOing, which is uh, an acronym for pornography, masturbation, and orgasm moving forward. Um, of course, that's not always the case, but it, it's a good place to start. And there's people there that, whether they're religious or atheist, most of them are, are choosing to be in the uh, non-religious part of the subreddit. Can't say that I blame them at all. It's like my friend Jay Stringer said, going to church for sex advice is like, you know, going to a place that only talks about food poisoning when you want to learn how to cook something. And that's what I've seen in Christian culture today. Sadly, the popular thing that's taught has conveyed to the public that if you want to see healing and growth, especially in the area of sexuality, you ain't going to find it in church. And these are people who are hungry and thirsty and seeking freedom, right? To use that word. I had an atheist friend that said that, you know, he felt like in recovery groups and going into 12-step that he had to believe in some deity or, or, or bend his knee to some religion. I consider myself a, a non-religious theist, by the way. Um, I see religion as part of the problem. I'm sort of a, a mystic in that era, right? Like I'm, I'm a Christian mystic in the sense that, you know, Jesus, God comes as a man and, and the religious establishment kills him, right? It kills God. So not a big fan of religion. And no, it's not like, well, he was starting this new thing and the Jews did it. The Jew, no, Jesus is a Jew, right? That's, he's a brown guy with curly hair, uh, short in stature. He wasn't the greatest looking dude. Jesus wasn't hot. Um, not that Jewish people aren't, just he probably didn't look like the actor in the last film about him, all right? He probably looked more like George Costanza from uh, Seinfeld. We don't know. Um, my point is, speaking of pop evil, <laughs> it's a good name for a hard rock band, what's taught today in what some would call nihilistic science or even and especially popular Christian culture is um, is not necessarily healthy. It tends to stifle healing and transformation. What's pop out there? What's popular? A lot of it's about control and a lot of it's about growing an empire. I'd, I'd even say the majority of it. Especially in my country, that's the way I've seen it. That's what I've experienced uh, talking to a lot of people uh, in the 14, going on 14 years of doing this podcast as far as, you know, theological stuff is concerned. But so, yeah, if you're not a Christian, welcome. Um, I'm glad you're here. The 12 steps. And no, I'm not a huge fan of 12 steps. All right. I think it's can be powerful, can help a lot of people, 
doesn't have a great track record. Uh, but uh, step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. That's that's an interesting way of putting it. And that can be interpreted a lot of different ways. Just the language, the universe. My, my, my atheist friend would say, you know, I'm not going to bend my knee to some religion. And, and he said, but I believe that the universe is something greater and bigger than I am. Right. And that's the point of, of that in the 12 steps is higher power. You know, like, can we admit that the universe is probably a higher power than you are? Like it knows a little more, like it's been around a lot more. It's, vast it's bigger it's it's full of uh mystery right like you can't figure it all out and i for one like i've said since the beginning of this show i'm not gonna try and shove the jesus pill down your throat because listen i'm fully aware of how damaging religion has been in human history all right but i'm also gonna call a little bs on like i don't believe anything or in anything um if you're if you believe in evolution, then like, how do we get here? Like, are we willing to, to ask those questions, you know, and not be like intensely addicted to the answer. So whether it's the universe or God, there's people out there that are just so addicted to certainty. And I gotta know that's part of the important subjective reality of relationships as well. Two people rarely if ever, actually agree on everything. So part of it, it's going to be staying in the room with difference. There's just a lot of unknowing out there. And getting close to someone requires shedding some certainty. It's true. Uh, so scrolling through some of the conversations I've had, uh, but here's a cool post. This one jumped out at me. Um, this is from uh, Keek Minstry, uh, and it is a post on NoFap. You are the biggest threat to the porn industry. You hold the power in your hands to say no and lose the porn industry money. Collectively, we likely lose them millions of dollars annually, money that would have been used to hook young children into pornography. Every time you choose not to watch, you decrease their ad budget. It's an interesting post, and it's one where we could go, yeah, you know. Uh, and I'm not defending the porn industry when I say this. Part of my faith in doing this work over the years was having um, some compassion and love for the people in the business, all right? Uh, Jesus' favorite people some of them were prostitutes, all right? Jesus had kind, loving words for sex workers and some of the harshest words for the religious elites and the people making all the rules, right? And this is important to me because, um, yeah, you know, the money and it's not going away, all right? The sex industry has been around since, well, since Jesus was around. That's a really, really long time. And the technology, it's its addressing the whys behind the seeking out 
of pornography, I think that is really important. And the people that are in the business, some of them, yeah, man, some of them are sex trafficked. And some of those stories are really dark. Um, and some of them are there by choice. And some of those stories are really complex. And those men and women, again, as a Christ follower, I strongly believe that they also need understanding and empathy and love too. All right. What about exercise, Russ? <laughs> There's a, that question comes up. It comes up a lot on NoFap. My first SA counselor was bulk dude, man. Like that was his thing. That was his jam. Like he'd get in there to the gym and pump out, you know, repression. <laughs> I laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Um, it's true though. Uh, and I want to, let me clarify that. There's a lot of talk on NoFap regular about, uh, exercise to cut down on the urges. Right. Um, this is, so the 90 day objective I think is important to remember. If you can do the 90 days, you can break a habit. And this is why I think NoFap is valuable. But um, there are some things that can be happening that can bolster um, sexual repression. Well, obviously, Russ, right? They're repressing themselves for 90 days. Yes, um, but... Your body has this sexual function, all right? This is why I'm doing sexual needs shows. What does that mean? Um, had a Christian counselor a long time ago told me, and this was pretty profound to me at the time. He said, because uh, I was really, you know, like, what am I going to do? And he said, Russ, you're not going to die if you don't have an orgasm. And like that was like, oh, my God, that's true, isn't it, right? It's not like food or starving yourself or not drinking water or something like that. Um, but there is this need in your body for connection, for intimacy. And I just want to caution people to not isolate, to let yourself be in the world amongst people. Maybe go to the gym, and, and, and that would be a good way to exercise. Um, there's also guys I've talked to who are, like, triggered at the gym because of all the female bodies in tight clothes or less clothes, or right? My point is it's, that's, that's going into it, though. Right. That's living in the real world. That's letting your mind not just drink in her physicality, but maybe get to know her name and and, and what she does or it, it being even focused on your not so much a relation, a romantic relationship with this person, but being aware of other people in the world and having eye to eye relationships with them conversations with them so yeah exercise but also don't let the exercise be a isolating replacement because you can you know just work out in your own home or even at the gym with your headphones on it's very much like jerking off it's it can be masturbatory is it better for you masturbatory 
right? Even meditation. I talk about meditation on this show and how important it is to get ourselves plugged into our body. But the reason for that is so we can have more fulfilling, life-giving relationships with other humans in the world, right? And again, research shows that this is what changes the want-tos. One of my issues with NoFap is there's not a lot of talk about your want-tos and why you want to. There's a lot of talk about repression and about setting up roadblocks for yourself. Um, And that can be important in the short term. Again, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I am saying that there needs to be a deeper reason as to why stopping masturbation than just Jesus doesn't like it or, right, or, uh, you know, I want to have better relationships or all all the reasons that people um, join NoFap or take on the challenge, for example. And I think Jesus is fine with you masturbating once in a while, all right? (laughs) God isn't up there like, oh, caring that much about, it's it's what's going through our minds when we're doing it or what's in front of the screen, who's on that screen and how they got there. That's, I think, what the creator is uh, concerned about, how we love our fellow humans and care for them. So the Fabstronaut basket case uh, with two S's asks this question um and he says i have a question let's say you're married and your wife says i want to see you masturbate do it in front of me now would that be a sin my response was this uh no as someone who's been podcasting on this topic for over a decade i've had emails from soldiers for example who have used Skype and other video services as married couples during deployment. They use technology to watch each other pleasure themselves together in real time. In my opinion, that's pretty cool and a way to use technology to fortify one another, a way to be sexually intimate and to have that very real stress-reducing washing over the body feeling God created as an orgasm to be. It is not a sin. Uh, In the New Testament, sin is less about a set of rules, more about relationship with God and others. Martin Luther defines sin as the self turning in on and destroying itself and others. My question would be in her motivations towards asking you to do that in front of her. Is she angry at your porn use? Is she doing it out of her own insecurities or control? Or does she see it as a way of you being naked in front of her, vulnerable and intimate? These are important questions when it comes to serving the Lord through our relationships. Sin is the opposite of being other-centered and self-giving, for example. And then I shared this piece of scripture from the Amplified Bible, because I'm rock and roll like that. (laughs) Let's get it amplified. Uh, It's the verse I shared earlier. All things are lawful, that is morally legitimate, permissible, but not all things are beneficial or advantageous. All things are lawful, but not all things are constructive, 
to character and edifying to a spiritual life. Let no one seek his own good, but also that of the other person. So yes, Reddit, go to the subreddit NoFap or NoFap Christians if you'd like to participate. Um, I thank the folks who put out some of those great questions and they're out there daily. There's a lot going on out there. It's, It's very inspiring. It's an inspiring mess. (laughs) humanity man there's a lot of different stuff going on and i I love it so there you go and that's what i want to do is uh put some of my posts out there some of my replies this audio blog that is the asi podcast uh and hopefully you got a good orientation into what nofap is again because i haven't done one of these kind of shows in a while so there you go I wanted to leave you with this, and whether you're a theist or an atheist or somewhere in the uh, agnostic in between, I love this. Um, it's, even as a theist, especially as a theist, I think because, yeah, there's these characters and these stories in the Bible of people who they wrote this stuff down. That's why it's in the scriptures, for example, right? Um I've talked about this a long time ago in some early shows uh, about living your life as if it's your movie. I didn't, it, that wasn't for me. It was, uh, I believe it was Donald Miller who wrote a book called Storyline with a very interesting, similar take on what you're about to hear after you hear my voice. You know, victory. Or life continues. Those stories inspire me. I love that stuff. And the next voice you're going to hear after mine is uh, a Joe Rogan. All right. Uh, Another pretty successful podcaster I hear. Thanks for listening. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Uh, Leave a comment or a review of this here podcast, uh, whether it's iTunes or wherever you're hearing my voice right now, I'd certainly incredibly appreciate that. This is powerful. I'm going to leave you with this. Thanks for listening. Till next time, this is Russ Shaw, out. Best advice that I've ever heard is that live your life like you're the hero in your movie. Right now is when the fucking movie starts and your life is a shitbag disaster. Pretend you are, uh, right now, you are in the part of the movie that starts and it shows you as a fucking loser. And just decide not to be a loser anymore. Live your life like there's a documentary crew following you around and you are analyzing your own behavior. Do what you would want to do so that your kids one day would look back at it and, and, and see that documentary and look on it with pride like wow my dad was a bad motherfucker he really did what he had to do wow my mom really got her shit together i love a success story but even more than a success story i like a dude who fucks his life up and then gets it back together again story those are my favorite stories and the way to do that you gotta write shit down you got to think that you are the hero in your own fucking movie, and then you got to sit down, and you got to write shit down. Write down what you need to do. 